the Dating While Adulting podcast, the greatest podcast ever made, if we may say so ourselves. Go to datingwhileadulting.com for access to everything related to the podcast. That's our Twitter, our YouTube, blog, information about the hosts, etc. So with all that being said, let's get to the conversation. Welcome back. I tell you what, I missed you guys. I haven't been around for a minute. And um, it's kind of nice to be back. But with all of that said, excuse me, with all of that said, I'm sorry. It's funny. I start this and then get a frog in my throat as opposed to getting the frog in my throat before I start. But anyway, yeah, like I said, I've been away for a minute, but trust me. Um, it wasn't because of lack of content. And fortunately, it wasn't because of anything bad. I've just been busy. And yeah, anyway, yeah, I've just been busy. But yeah, I've had tons of content. And that's the thing about um, about podcasting, about dating. There's always content. It's like you're never without. Regardless of where you are, who you talk to, there's always people that are ready and willing to talk to you about relationships. And the common thing and the common themes when having these conversations are that the single people, they're all negative and they love to complain. And the married people, they love to give advice. Even newlyweds act like newlyweds act like they're like old sages and all of that. And when I when I hear when I hear them and when I hear their their advice, quote unquote, I just think to myself, yeah, I just you wait now that I'm wishing anything bad on their marriage or anything like that. But, you know, if you've listened to this show long enough, you know that um, bad things happen in marriages. And I talked about maybe being more positive and I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be more positive when I talk about this stuff, but the negativity is just so fruitful. I mean, which is weird to say that negativity is fruitful, but either way, that's neither here nor there. But and when talking about the negativity, maybe that's just the negative single person in me um, that's coming out and thinking that. But anyway, one of the things that I've been hearing women say a lot lately, and let me be clear that I'm I'm not talking about all women. Definitely not. I don't even know that I'm talking about most women on this one or the majority of women, but there are certain women. And what's interesting to me is how much more that I'm hearing this than I ever have in the past. I've always heard it, but it just seems like the numbers are growing as I get older. And mind you, you're talking to someone who's been in the dating pool for decades. But what's interesting is that I'm finding more and more women that when I meet them and when talking to the fellas, um, when you meet them, they either want to take things slow or they say they want something casual or they're looking for more of a friendship. Now, one of the cool things about my being a guy is that, you know, I can talk to guys and get honest answers. Um, and I hear women talk about having guy friends and stuff like that, but they don't always give you honest answers. You really can't trust what they say. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I said in the previous podcast, um, episode, oftentimes guys will tell women things that make themselves look cool, even if it's something negative. Now, unless your brother is telling you stuff, then you really should question it. 
And note that I didn't specify like dads or uncles and the stuff that they tell you shouldn't trust them either. And the reason that you shouldn't trust them is just because um, any advice that they give you is outdated pretty much. Anyway, one of the benefits of my being a guy is that I talk to guys and I get honesty from them. And I've spoken to guys that have told me, have told me some things about women wanting wanting to take things slow or wanting something casual or wanting friendship. Now, friends with benefits now, just friendship, because they don't say that. And that's fine. It's always good to know what the destination is when entering into any kind of quote unquote relationship. And they're all relationships. A friendship is a relationship. That is, again, if you know the destination. See, the frustration amongst men, though, is that we don't really know what that means and we don't know where the destination is when you say you just want something casual or you just want a friendship or you want to take things slow. And because we're men, these things mean that to us, when you say those things, that you just want to have sex. That's cool. And sometimes that's what women mean when they say it. That's even cooler, actually, me being a man, yeah. But the problem is, from a man's perspective, you don't really know. And you really have to be delicate when you attempt to get clarity on the meaning. When they say casual friendship or taking it slow, yeah. You can't, you can't just say, as I've actually heard in the past from guys, um, so you're just trying to fuck? I've actually heard there's a guy in my head right now that I'm thinking of that I saw say that to a woman who said came at him like that. And it cracked me up. Uh, it sounds cool, but that doesn't really work as evidenced by the reaction that she had on her face. Um, and she might have been she might have been someone who was just looking to fuck, but she couldn't fuck him because of the way that he came at her with that. Yeah, so that doesn't usually work here. At least I never saw it work when the guy comes out that aggressively, um, that direct, not aggressive, but direct with his answer. So how does a man get the answer to that question is the question. Um, when, I've, when I've encountered women, me personally, that have stated that, that those are the types of relationships that they want, the question that I always have to ask and do is, what exactly does that mean to you? Like, what does friendship look like? What does casual dating look like? What does taking it slow look like? All of these air quote things. And I get a variety of answers that usually, or at least have never really gotten to the root of what I think the true answer is. Now, I could be wrong, and most men, we could be wrong. Um, but I think that, and we think that the true answers are either A, um, you do just want to have sex. That's what you mean when you say those things. So, great. Like, or though, um, you either want to have sex or you want someone to court you without having to commit or do anything for that matter um, to or for him unless you want to. But women don't usually say those things when I ask that question. And I guess I really can understand why they don't 
say either one of those things. When you first meet a guy, he could be a nut. <laughs> you know, guys, we are known to be stupid. And sometimes that stupidity can manifest itself aggressively. So, yeah, when you first meet a guy, he could be a nut. And telling a man that you just want sex while you're trying to figure stuff out, it can bring out the nut. Pause. <laughs> It can bring it can bring the nut out of him. I mean, if you tell a guy that that you're just meeting, um, that can go several different ways. There's no telling. He could be excited and really go over the top. He can act stupid and be disrespectful about it. You just never really know that you're when you tell somebody that that they can actually handle hearing that as directly when you first meet them without getting to know them. And they ask that question. In short, if you tell the wrong guy that, um, that can be dangerous. So I get that. Um, as for the desire to just be courted without obligation, if you tell a guy that, then you'll be labeled as a gold digger. Um, even if you're not looking for the guy to give you money. Um, with that said, though, if your expectation is for a man to take you to dinner and all of that other stuff without any obligation, then it's still gold digging. See, some women see think of a gold digger as someone that's looking for a man to buy them houses and bags and cars and all of that big stuff. But again, if your expectations are to have a man spend any money on you without any obligation on your part, then you're a gold digger. You know, everything is transactional. And I'm going to talk about transactional love and relationships in a future podcast. But everything is transactional. So if you're expecting to get something, from a guy without giving anything back with the idea that maybe you'll give him some down the road, but you might not. Then, yeah, you'll fall into that category of a gold digger, at least in a man's mind. Now, women can disagree, but I'm just speaking from a man's perspective. And so I definitely get why I do when why a woman wouldn't tell a dude that either. Um, and because of the possible reactions to the way that a woman can genuinely be feeling, I, I have to admit that it's tough for, for you ladies that fall into that category. You know, as a woman, you might just want sex without the hangups, but you can't just say that without looking a certain way, you know? And as guys, we're so conditioned to be, to being made to feel like dogs if we assume that even though some guys don't mind that, um, that we can't always take the hint. You know, some guys are really dense when it comes to taking hints, even if it's something like that, which we really want, you know. But it's like, uh, is that really what she means? She didn't say it. But anyway, and as, <clears throat> and as guys, if we knew for a fact that all we had to do was take you out for a couple of dinners and it's pretty much guaranteed to lead to sex. Most, most of us would jump on that, literally. But the problem is that when we're spending the money, um, we don't really know where it's leading. Again, the destination, if it's leading anywhere at all. A guy, <laughs> you know, a guy can a guy can act sane. If he knows that he's going to have sex with no other responsibilities on his part. Now, with that said, crazy can only last for so long. So, ladies, be careful. And I'll admit that I've been wrong um, in both ways. And what I mean by that is 
I've gone into relationships and everything's a relationship, but I've gone into relationships thinking that they were just going to be sexual only to find out that they were thinking of something more substantial. And conversely, I've gone into relationships thinking of something more substantial only to find out that the women were only thinking sexually. Either way, from my experience, when I made those wrong assumptions, there hasn't been a way to put the toothpaste back in the tool, at least for me. Like when a woman wanted just sex and I'm thinking of something more, but then I find out that she was just, she just wanted sex. I'm like, yo, no problem. Cool. We'll recalibrate. But they've already put me in this box of someone that, that they can't be with because I'm looking for love and won't settle for anything less. But here's the thing about me, and this applies to men in general. It, the best way is to compare it to cars, for example. Ideally, in life, I would like a Porsche. Like, I like Porsches. I want a Porsche. Um, I'm not a really big car guy, but if I had to choose out of any car, it would probably be a Porsche. Now, with that said, if you offered me a BMW or Mercedes or even a Toyota, I'm not turning it down. But in those cases, the women were like, well, um, the dude wants a Porsche. I can't give him a Porsche. Then you he must not want any car. It's a Porsche or nothing. And it's like, no, no, I'll take any car. I'll take any type of relationship that you're talking about. Well, not any type. But yeah, shoot. Hey, if that's all you want, hey, I can be your guy for that, too. But as always, these things come come down to effective or effective articulation. Notice that I didn't say communication because that's so overused. It means nothing at this point. Everybody says communication, but for the most part, it just means talking and nobody listening. Effective articulation, though, um, is, is spelling out what you want in a way that the other person understands it. Effective articulation doesn't lead to communicate. I mean, it doesn't lead to confusion or the need for interpretation by the other person because it's clear. And even though you think you're clear, oftentimes when communicating, the other person doesn't see it that way. So you have to, before the conversation ends, you have to make sure that the other person is clear on what you meant, effective articulation. So to the ladies, again, not all that, not all fitness category that wants, that just wants sex, you need to effectively articulate it. Now, how do you do that? Well, you all need to figure that out. I, I just present the problem. I'll let you all figure it out. But <laughs> With that said, there are some smooth ways to get it out. It reminds me of um the movie uh Mo Money. I mean, not not Mo Money. Mo Better Blues with Denzel Washington, Spike Lee, and all that stuff. And there was a scene with Denzel and Cinder Williams, and he was like, um, he said he wanted to have sex, and he said he wanted to bone, and she was like, she was like. That's so crass. That's all you got. That's so unoriginal. And then he started coming up with all of these other terms to call it. And that's where Mo Better, Mo Better makes it Mo Better. That's where Mo Better came from. Um, it's basically sex. And so in that same way that Denzel couldn't just be like, yo, I want to fuck. 
he had to come up with a smoother way to like articulate it. That's kind of ladies, what you all need to do a better job of doing um, in some cases um, for some of you that fall into that category. Cause sometimes, you know, anyway, yeah. But, but with that, and even with that said, there are guys that are just thinking about nothing but sex anyway and have no problem spending money to take you out. But if you wind up not giving it up to these guys, be careful. They can get cranky as time passes. So, yeah. So, again, be careful. And to any women out there listening to this, you know, you know, if you just want to have sex with no attachments, hit, hit me off. I'm pro I promise that I'm great. I'm great at playing by the rules. Um, once the rules have been effectively articulated to me. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that. Let me end this the way I normally do. And since I've been away for so long, I'm sure you're not surprised that I have um death and divorce to talk about. Usually it's one or the other. It's not always both, but you know how I like to end these episodes is with death and divorce, which is a negative way to end things. You usually like to end things on a high note, but whatever, I'm single. So anyway, Sinead O'Connor died. Sinead O'Connor was 56 years old. Sinead O'Connor's son killed himself last year, early 2022, I think January. He was 17. I just watched a documentary on her a few months ago. I know it was definitely this year um, that I watched it. It was either on Max or Netflix, or as I like to refer to it, Reggie's Netflix. Um, and so she'd been through a lot, um, obviously. And as I record this, the cause of her death is not known. By the time you listen to it, maybe you will know what it is. Um, but right now, um, as I'm recording, it isn't known. But many people think that she might have killed herself as well. Now, I often talk about the importance of staying in tune with both your mental and physical health. I spend more time on the physical health, but still the mental health is just as, if not more important. Because if you're mentally messed up, man, you're not even thinking about your physical health. And and while we don't, like I said before, while we don't necessarily know how she passed, um, we do know that something failed her in the end. Either her mental health failed her in the end or physical health failed her in the end because she was 56 and that's too young to die. Yeah. So people, we, ha we have to look at ourselves. We need, we need to go to the doctor. You know, that's something that I'm always saying. And whether that's... Um, Regardless of what kind of doctor it is, even if that type of doctor is a therapist, go see somebody, go talk to somebody. I gave out in one of the podcasts before um, the number for, um, shoot, um, if you are struggling, I think it's 988. Yeah, to call if you are struggling with some kind of mental health issue and need help. But yeah, 56 years old. Um, yeah. And for people that don't know, I usually explain who the person is. Sinead O'Connor was a singer. Um, she was famous. Her biggest hit was a song, Nothing Compared, Nothing Compares to You. It was a song that Prince wrote. Her and Prince eventually fell out about the song. Um, 
blah, blah, blah. And since then, her career was just on a downward spiral. She was very outspoken. She is famous for having been on Saturday Night Live, for example, and ripping up a ripping up a, a, a picture of the Pope, which was obviously not taken well, even though she was doing that as a reaction to pedophilia, because, you know, in the Catholic Church, there was a lot of things going on with young boys and priests. And that's what she was railing against. But still, it wasn't um, taken well. But, yeah, her primary um, occupation and what she's known for is being a is being a singer. So shout out to Sinead and her memory. Rest in peace. And so that's the death part. Let's get to the divorce part. Beyonce's mom, Tina Knowles, and I don't really think I need to explain to anyone in the world who Beyonce is. So I'll skip that part. But Beyonce's mother. Yeah, her her mother um, fought for divorce. Now, they've only been married for eight years. When I say they, I'm referring to her, her and her husband, um, Richard Lawson, got married in 20, 2015. So it doesn't meet the 20 year threshold that I usually talk about. Usually I wonder after 20 years, if you hadn't figured it out, what, like, what is going on here or whatever. But in this case, um, <clears throat> the reason I mentioned this is because they're the exceptions. And the reason that they're the exceptions is because um, Tina is 69 years old and Richard is 76 years old. I just, and it's funny because I just saw her and her husband on an episode of Black Love. And for people that don't know, Black Love is a show um, on the Oprah Winfrey network. And, and the premise of the show, and it's not on anymore, but you can catch it on demand, is that they take married couples and each episode is four or five different couples. And they just spend time talking about marriage. Um, and it's people who've been married for 40 years, people who were newlyweds and just got married six months ago. But they all talk about their experiences in being married, the highs and the lows of marriage. And they were just on that. So, so watching them um, talk about that stuff, but I guess it goes back to what I said earlier about married people wanting to give advice. <laughs> but with all that said, these old motherfuckers couldn't even figure out how to work things out at sixty-nine and seventy-six. Man, you can, so you can't tell me they old asses that they old asses was out there cheating. You can't tell me that. <laughs> So, so what differences of opinions at 69 and 76 um, were they having that they couldn't work out? I don't know, man. And at that age, you're going to tell me that there are better options out here? Oh, boy, I tell you what. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll see Miss Tina on Match.com. <laughs> I don't know. I guess the better option is being by yourself than being with somebody even at that age. But wow. Yeah. Yeah. And and being by ourselves is probably the better option in a lot of these cases, because a lot more of us are settling in more and more to being by ourselves. But with that said, with that said, you just want to have sex anyway. Reggie, say something to the people, man. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm drinking. I forgot the. I forgot I'm still on camera. Anyway, Reggie, say something to the people. 
nope, Reggie still doesn't have anything to say. Shout out to Reggie, though, you, because I actually visited him and hung out with him and his wife um, a couple of weeks ago. And as always, it was a great time. But with all of that said, since he still is suffering from his social anxiety, I would just say, like I always say, bye. Thank you.